welcome to Reframe and Rewire Greatness Through Daily Routine. This podcast is designed to alter your mindsets and transform your day-to-day from the second you open your eyes to you close them at night, adapting what I would call a success routine. This series is liable to change your life. And it's never the big things that you do, but the littlest things you do every day that make the biggest difference. And now, on to the podcast. Thank you for joining. Welcome back to the podcast as we continue in this series, Resilience in Times of Change. We are moving right along in this series and have covered so much ground. So if you are just now jumping in with us, I would really encourage you to go back to the beginning of the series and listen all the way through as we provided a lot of information. So some of the terminology, the explanations that I'm going to have for you will require that you've heard the previous episodes in the series as we are now uh, heading into number 18 of the series. So uh, just a quick, quick preview on what we've covered so far. Um, going all the way back to one, we laid the foundation and then we talked about understanding your potential, getting past the danger zone. Um, we covered all of one through six stages of the cycle of change. And then we talked about the brain and your performance patterns and personalities, tapping into positive, powerful neural transmitters, energy and control, retraining your brain. A Miracle Story on Neuroplasticity, Altering the Subconscious Mind, Taking Control of Inner Brain Patterns, Five Dangerous Habits for Resilience, The Garden of Your Mind, and looking at your your mind in terms of a garden for the purpose of definition and application, Uh, Becoming Your Own Hero, and then Reconstructing Your Temperament, because you literally reconstruct your temperament, which... If you think about resilience, it has a lot to do with temperament. And then staying in control of your habits. Now we are going to walk you through a process, uh, which I often do in workshops. And I only mention that because this particular series is based on a full workshop that has been my number one requested workshop, uh, virtually and in person, for the last two years. So I want to walk you through this process called cognitive restructuring. Now, you can do this um, for many different reasons in your life. And what I want to say to you before we walk you through this is that once you learn how to do this in writing a couple of times and practice it for, say, a week or two, then it becomes kind of second nature for you to do it subconsciously, which is what we want, right? We want you to get to a point where it becomes just kind of a learned behavior and a pattern that you automatically run, like you're on autopilot, And so that's the purpose of starting out in writing. And I've mentioned before um, that when you write things down, uh, the retention is much, much greater. So that's the reason why you'd want to write it down in the start of this. But then once you get the hang of it and you understand the process, you can just begin to do this in your head rather quickly and automatically. And that's where we want to go. Okay. Um, Again, mentioning the fact that you can grow neural networks within three to four weeks doesn't mean you've solved every problem in your life, but you can certainly grow a substantial network, which is what we're going to do when we learn how to create this cognitive restructuring habit. So the first thing that you want to do with cognitive restructuring 
is you want to go ahead and write down what it is that's bothering you, okay? Something hurt you, upset you, angered you, or something that just keeps coming back and haunting you again and again and again. So it can be a situation where you were offended or hurt or angered or frustrated. Uh, it could be a relationship concern that you have that just keeps popping up again and again. You can't seem to resolve it. Could be something with your career, or, or maybe even self sabotage that you have against you, um, or it could be against a certain people group. There, I mean, I could go on and on with the list, but I think you get the idea. So write it down, whatever it is, okay? Then, kind of shift in your mind and automatically decide what your your negative thoughts are that pop out of this. So, what is the automatic response that you typically have? when this issue or concern comes to light or happens to you, okay? What's your automatic negative thought? Now, once you've identified that, it's sort of like diagnosing the illness. Now we can move from there into the next frame. So in the next frame, you want to write down a rational thought. Now, how do you do that? You, you kind of pull yourself out of your own skin, forget about the negative thought, forget, you know, and then just kind of think about what would be a, a different perspective on this. So let me give you a quick example. Um, so I, I like to use this one cause it's just easy for everybody to identify with, but, but I've, and I've used it before. If you go through say a grocery line and the checker, the, the lady that checks you out or the, or whoever it might be person, uh, checks you out and they're just crabby and nasty and they just don't even look at you. They treat you like they don't want you there. And you get to the end of the line and you know, and you're about to leave and you're thinking, wow, I don't think I want to come to this store again. That, that person is just horrible. Well, we can reframe at that point and think for a second, gee, you know, maybe she's just lost a loved one. Maybe she can't pay her bills. Uh, maybe they, you know, can't deal with uh, certain pressures they're under. Uh, maybe they just got bad news uh, about something. You know, you don't know. Okay, we don't know. Just like we don't know when somebody cuts us off in traffic, what's going, what's really happening to them. And we just, we sometimes we don't know when somebody overreacts what's happening inside or in their lives or personal professional lives. And we're so quick to make assumptions and cast judgment when we really don't know. So if our rational thought might be, well, look, you know, maybe one of these things is happening to that person. How about if I just, you know, respond in a different way? So that's the next frame. So you want to come up with a positive response that will, that will change the entire outcome of it. Okay. And it isn't so much that you might change the outcome for the person or the or the or the um, the organization or the people group or whoever hurt you. It's more important that you change how you perceive it because resilience happens inside. All right, and it benefits you emotionally, um, relationally, psychologically, physiologically. It helps your immune system. It keeps you healthy. The, the list just goes on and on, and we've covered a lot of that in this series. But, but what you, when you choose resilience and we choose to reframe and have a positive response, it benefits you and eventually begins to affect the world around you, okay? That, that's not always an instantaneous response, although it can be, okay? The checkout person could end up saying, oh my gosh, I can't believe that, you know, you, you treated me so kindly when I treated you so wrong. I'm so sorry. It may not happen that way, okay? We can't expect it to, but we have to make sure our response is helping us internally, okay? So that fourth that fourth phase that you want to go into is it de developing a positive response out of the entire sequence. So what, real quick, because we're way out of time here, I've gone over, but you're going to have a situation or event in one column. The next column, think about what your automatic negative response is right now, which really just kind of reveals what your neural networks are at the time. 
And then you're going to go ahead and reframe and have a rational, objective viewpoint. And then you're going to come out with a, a positive response. So four steps, four columns, that's cognitive restructuring. And the more you practice it, the more it gets embedded in who you are. So I hope that makes sense to you. Uh, Something I would encourage you to, to take up for the minimum of week to two weeks before it can stick. It's Michelle Steffes, Reframe and Rewire. Thank you for joining me.